Welcome to the Healthy Tips Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and welcome to today's show. Today we're talking about UV radiation and your skin. Hello, everyone. Yep, it's summer again, and boy, do we have the UV falling on us. What do you do about it? So that's how we wanted to know. We took our three grandkids to the water park the other day, just kind of a simple one at the local neighborhood park, and it just has these little spray things all over them. They love to go through that. We took the sunscreen and we applied it on them, but we still kind of wondered, what is ultraviolet radiation anyway? So we did some research and we decided to do this podcast. So Kira, what is ultraviolet radiation? Well, most of us are probably aware of it. It's the invisible form of light and energy that's given off primarily by the sun. It can penetrate the upper layers of the skin and it's absorbed by our DNA, which sometimes causes mutations in our DNA. You know, some of those DNA changes can be corrected, but if not, those changes can lead to unchecked cell growth like cancer and tumors and other problems of the skin. So frequent and intense UV radiation exposure is becoming a major risk factor for melanoma. And that is a very deadly skin cancer. And it isn't so much the cancer on the skin that does the killing. It's the fact that it metastasizes into other areas of the body and it becomes very aggressive. Well, at this point, the primary mode of correcting the situation is to remove it from the body. They're doing surgeries now to remove melanoma. When it can't be found or when it's not detected, once it metastasizes, that's really what makes it so deadly, and it grows very, very fast. Those are some things that we want to be aware of, and that's one of the things that we want to protect ourselves from is the possibility of having this pretty much incurable skin cancer. Right. Actually, the research was saying that one person an hour dies from a melanoma initial condition. So 24 people a day, and that number is currently growing in the United States. And of course, we're not trying to be, you know, negative or place fear in people, but we do want people to be aware that they should be protecting themselves as much as they can from this UV radiation exposure. Most of us, when we're kids, we think we're invincible and And it's more important to us to have that beautiful tan than it is to take care of our skin. And as we start to age, we begin to see the signs of the damage that we have done. So we want people to be aware of it. Well, Kira, is UV all the same or what? Well, actually, there are three types of UV rays. There's the long wavelength that's called UVA. That wavelength penetrates deeply into the skin. It's associated with wrinkling, leathery, thinning, aging skin. And it can also penetrate the glass in your car as you're driving or windows of your house. So if you're sitting in the sun and there's a window between you and those rays, it doesn't work so well for the UVA. It's going to get through that window and reach you anyway. 
Now, the Dermatologist Society used to think that UVA wasn't of any consequence, and they kind of poo-pooed any possible reactions to UVA. But they've since now, through new research, come to the conclusion that extended exposure to UVA can be just as harmful as the UVB, the medium wavelength ultraviolet ray, that they were so much concerned about. So it isn't the short term, but it's the long extended day by day, month by month exposure to UVA that will actually do the long term damage. Right. Now, it's the UVB, the medium wavelength, that does burn you. It's the primary cause of sunburn, and it's because the epidermis releases chemicals that lead to this reddening and swelling. This repeated exposure to the UVB rays actually leads to injury and aging skin. It's also the main cause of basal cell and squamous cell carcinoma. Those are two other very well-known cancers of the skin. And it also is a cause of melanoma in addition to the UVA rays. This ray, the UVB, cannot penetrate glass. So if you're in your car, you can protect yourself simply by rolling up the windows. Turn on the air conditioner in the summertime. So don't hang your arm out the window as I did for 45 years. Tuck that baby in. (laughs) And the the convertible. If you're in the convertible, cover yourself up and make sure your face is covered well, too. Now, there is a third type of UV ray, and that's called UVC, as in Charlie. That's a short wavelength radiation, and that's primarily absorbed by the Earth's ozone layer. And that's really not thought to cause harm to your skin, and it's not thought to induce cancer. So they're watching it, but they don't seem to have any research that shows that that's a harmful thing. So it's summer, and we really want to know how severe this can be. We've got these three types of UV rays, and we really want to know what's the worst time of the day or what's the worst place in the country. Well, there is an answer for that. Now, we need to take just a quick sec and go to a commercial to thank our sponsor. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the UV index that was created by the National Weather Service and is published by the EPA, which is the United States Environmental Protection Agency. So we'll be back in a sec to talk about that. Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. Now, they really do publish something which they call the UV Index. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about that one, Bill. Well, that's right. People wanted to know where the UV might be the worst and what time of day it might be the worst. And so the National Weather Service, NOAA, began to collect the data and began to work through a series of computer models and also mathematical formulas. And they began to create some data. Then the data was handed off to the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, 
and they built a website called EPA-Sunwise, W-I-S-E. Now, the link for that will be on our website, so please go there, and it's a really informative site. It's one that you should really consult every day that you do decide to go outside and do some fun activities. Well, their index goes from zero at the lowest end, the lowest danger, up to 11 plus, where it's an extremely high risk of being in the sun. So how does that look? Well, the very first level is UV index 0-2. And this is a very low danger of UV damage to your eyes, to your skin, to your scalp. You really still should wear sunglasses outside. And if you're going to be out for long periods, you should cover up. And it's wise to use a broad spectrum SPF 30 sunscreen. Also, wear wide-brimmed hat. And that covers your face and your neck and the tops of your ears and, of course, your nose. Mm -hmm. You might imagine as you go up the scale, the risk becomes greater. So at UV index 3 to 5, it's considered moderate risk. In that case, you want to wear a wide-brim hat, as Bill mentioned. Do all the things he mentioned, sunglasses, the PF30 sunscreen. You also want to wear long sleeves outdoors. And also, you should stay in the shade midday, and they consider midday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. You also want to be watching out for bright surfaces that would reflect the sun, things like sand, water, and snow. And so all you people going to Sun Valley in the middle of winter skiing are still going to get sunburned on your face, on your hands if they're not covered in gloves, on your neck, on your nose. So it could be pretty serious. And by the way, this suggestion to wear sunglasses means that you need to wear sunglasses that are treated to block all UV rays. Absolutely. Now, the next level is called UV index 6-7, and they consider this a high risk. So fair-skinned people may burn in less than 20 minutes. That's me. (laughs) And me. Seek shade at midday completely. Wear protective clothing. Wear your sunglasses outside. Wear your wide-brimmed hat. Absolutely use sunscreen and protect your nose and ears and lips. Watch out for those bright surfaces that can reflect back on you. I remember when I was young and going to the city pool, and we had the lifeguards out walking around the deck. They would always have the white protective ointment on their nose and the tops of their ears, and it kind of looked funny to us as little kids. But I can now imagine that they were putting the desitin-like product, which carries a heavy amount of zinc oxide, zinc oxide being the primary blocking agent in most sunscreens. Titanium dioxide, which is the pigment and paint that makes paint, not be able to show through, makes paint a good blocking agent. That is also in the sunscreens as a blocking agent. That's right. (laughs) And that is a physical blocking agent. It's the little particles in those things that are physically blocking those waves. The UV index 8 through 10 is very high risk. And you really want to take extra precautions because unprotected skin and eyes will be damaged very quickly. 
you can burn in less than 10 minutes in that high risk situation. So you want to stay in the shade as much as possible, use heavy sunscreen, and replenish every two hours. Now, this is also true for people who go swimming and people who are sweating heavily because you'll actually burn that sunscreen off, so to speak, being in the water and also with your sweat kind of making it slide off the top of your skin. Now, there are brands that advertise that they're waterproof. There is no such thing as waterproof sunscreen. And the FDA, who does monitor the selling of sunscreen, has new requirements that are going to require the manufacturers of all sunscreens to stop putting waterproof on their containers. They can put water-resistant if they have done enough work to show that they are somewhat water-resistant, but nothing is waterproof. That's a fabrication. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It does wash off. (laughs) So be aware of that, especially with small children. UV index 11 plus is extremely high risk, and in that case, you want to just avoid being in the sun at all, especially during midday. This is when burning can occur in like less than five minutes. So you want to stay covered up, be in the shade, watch out for those reflective surfaces too, because you really just are not safe in that situation at all. No. And it's interesting because when I went to that site, EPA Sunwise, they have a map of the United States and they have color keys that tell you what UV index it is. And we're here in Michigan, and I noticed that southeastern Michigan all the way over to Lake Michigan, which is on the west side of the lower peninsula, was a nine. So and my grandkids were going to a water park on the far side of the state that day. I was hoping that they were well protected. I looked on the map and noticed that Texas was in the 11s and that Key West, Florida was actually 12 plus. Wow. And how do you know when it's the worst part of the day? Well, there is such a thing called the shadow test or the shadow gauge. This is an easy way to tell. If your shadow is taller than you, then that means the sun is either low in the sky because it's morning or low in the sky because it's getting on towards evening. And that is low exposure. It's very low chance of really getting harmed. However, if your shadow is shorter than you, or if you look down and you have practically no shadow at all, then you're in the highest exposure time of the day. And that is especially when you can get burned very fast. So as Kira said, if you're an 11 plus, which was most of Texas, most of Oklahoma, most of the deep south states, certainly Florida, and on into the Keys You can be burnt in three to five minutes without some proper shading or proper sunscreen. And as Bill mentioned, you know, we're in Michigan and that's one of the northern states and we still are at risk if we don't cover up. So there's no such thing as being farther north and out of danger. You need to be paying attention to this index and it's there for your protection. Ozone depletion as well as seasonal and weather variations throughout the United States This is what determines the UV index for any given area at any time. So if it's more cloudy, obviously the UV risk is going to be much less. Now we need to take a second break to thank our second sponsor, 
And when we come back, we're going to talk about the UV radiation health effects. So we'll be back in just a sec. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back again. Now we do want to mention some of the health effects that can be the result of too much UV radiation on your skin. Obviously, the first thing, and we did talk about this a little bit earlier, is skin cancer. One in five Americans will have skin cancer. And melanoma, the most deadly one, makes up about 3% of all of those skin cancers. But it is the one that causes 75% of skin cancer deaths. So it is the most serious one that you can get. Childhood sunburns are the major risk of melanoma. It may not show up for many years after you've been burned. So this has an accumulative effect in your skin. And there are also some genetic and immune factors that play a part in getting melanoma. But if you are exposed to the sun too much, particularly as a child, later on in life, you may suffer this condition. So we really want you to be aware to protect those children. Now, basal cell carcinomas or cancers, they are the most common type and they appear as small fleshy bumps or nodules. And this would be on your head on your neck, on your ears, maybe even on your nose, and some other parts of your face, but may occur elsewhere as well. It's very slow growing, and it doesn't usually spread, so it doesn't usually metastasize. But in some cases, it may penetrate into your bones. So that's going down quite a ways. (laughs) It's not just a surface cell carcinoma, in other words. The third type of cancer that we need to be aware of is squamous cell carcinomas. And these are tumors that may appear as nodules or as kind of red scaly patches on your skin. This cancer can develop into large masses and it can spread to other areas and other parts of your body as well. It's something that's very important for you to get looked at if you think that you have anything like this. The dermatologist will take a small bit and do a biopsy, and you'll know within a short time what you're dealing with. You need to get it taken care of rather than putting it off and putting it off, because you could let it go to a point where it's then incurable. Right. It's unstoppable once it grows to a certain mass on your skin. Think of it. They can't really remove it. If you catch it early enough, It's a simple procedure to remove these things. Now, one of the other damaging effects to the skin is premature aging. And so you'll see things like raised, reddish, rough textured places on your skin, perhaps growths on your hands or on your face, oftentimes on your forearms, again, hanging your arm out the window for so many years in the car. You know, we've all looked at some of the Hollywood stars and thought, wow, did they get old so fast? And a lot of the time it's because they were out in the sun a lot. 
a lot more than the rest of us. And they lived in warm climates 12 months a year. And some of them even went to fancy resorts in Arizona and in Nevada and had sun exposure on top of sun exposure. So we were able to tell by looking at them that, man, they really changed so much in such a short time. Yes, it is easy to see the damage that sun does to skin if you just look about at the people that are in the sun all the time. Now, another thing that we need to be really aware of as far as UV radiation damage is our eyes. Because sometimes UV radiation is the cause of cataracts. And this is the loss of transparency of the eye lenses, the cloudy vision. UV radiation can be a cause of that as well as other factors. And it's mostly a contributing factor of why the lens starts clouding up. And it can certainly advance that cloudiness. So even if the UV isn't the direct cause of the cataract, it surely speeds it up. And also all the other types of eye damage that can be caused by the sun. Things like tissue growths, cancer in the eye, macular degeneration. The macular part of your eye is the retina that receives the image. That can degenerate also as a result of this sun damage. One of the other problems that comes about on the body as a whole, but it also comes through the skin, is immune suppression. So your skin's natural defenses against invaders is reduced by overexposure to UV rays. So the skin itself has its own immune types of activities. And this, of course, the first defense against any kind of bacteria, virus, other harmful toxins that come along. If your skin is being injured by the UV rays that are actually sinking through the top layer and moving into the lower levels of your skin, it's affecting enzymes and hormones and other chemicals in your skin that really were warriors against some of the natural invaders like the bacteria and viruses. That's a problem that you have to watch out for as well. All can be solved by wearing the proper clothing and wearing the proper sunscreens and wearing hats and sunglasses and other things of this nature. And in some cases, if it's a 12 plus down at Key West, just don't go out in the mm-hmm. middle of the day. You know, yeah. go out in the morning and then come in in the day and play games in the house and then go out in the late afternoon and still have your fun. We really do have to be sun wise because the damage can be done in such a short period of time. I remember one time Bill and I went to the lake. I was out on the lake. I wasn't there very long and it didn't even feel that hot. And later on in that day, after we'd been outside, we went to bed and I got up and started to the restroom and I passed out in the hallway. (laughs) I had sunstroke, basically. I was so hot. I knew that it was totally the sun. I had a burn and I had not even been out there, I bet, less than a half hour. So even when you're aware of it and you know that you're fair-skinned, take extra precautions, especially during the middle of the day. Now, what about the sunscreens? We've talked about sunscreens two or three times. We've talked about the SPF rating, 30 plus. So are sunscreens safe? Is there the controversy around them? Which right now, if you go research it, you'll find that there are several controversies, maybe three, maybe four. 
Well, we want to cover this in depth, so we're going to put this into our next podcast. We're also um, going to talk about some natural things that you can do to sort of create sunscreen from the inside out to help your body combat those rays in a natural way. So we're going to cover as much as we can about that so that you can be aware of all the different things that you can do to help against the risk of UV radiation. So watch for that podcast on sunscreens. And I think our podcast for today is finished. Kara, what do you think? I think it is too. <laughs> now, before we leave, we do want to say to the audience that we are not healthcare providers. Nothing that we say here should be misconstrued as medical advice. It's not meant to treat, diagnose, or prescribe anything. Everything that we share here is our own opinion, and it's based on our own personal research and experimentation. So that is our show for today. Bill and I want to thank you for listening to the Healthy Tips Podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast and look for Better Living Institute, the Healthy Tips Podcast. There, you'll also find all of the podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk Podcast, the Love Stories Podcast, the Happy Kids Podcast, and the Happiness Experience Podcast. Also, of course, today's podcast, the Healthy Tips Podcast. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcast and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us some feedback and also let us know if you have an interest in a specific health topic. You can also like and message us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kieran Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone.